and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the indigo angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we are, we've spent some time with Papas, but we got to get back with the kids. That's We're right. back with good old new metal and the boys in nothing face. And their album, An Audio Guide to Everyday Atrocity. We heard the calls. I think someone admonished us and said, you haven't done nothing face. That would be that would be Ben Rayski, listener there Ben. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Giving us the business. He, he sure was. did. He really did. So we, uh, you know, we, we kind of we kind of felt the sting of that one. And we're like, all right, it's nothing face time. So we're going to talk all about that album. Very excited for that. Uh, but before we get into that, guys... We got to talk about something that we haven't done in like a year, maybe longer. Longer than and that. And that, my friends, is a live show. What? Who's doing a live show? Who's doing a live show? It's us. Yeah. <laughs> Who's live show? Ours. That's right. Ours. <laughs> yeah. Roach Coach Live 2018. We are featured podcast at the Detroit Improv Festival 2018. Very exciting. We will be performing on Saturday, August 11th at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll be at the Affirmations venue in Ferndale, Michigan. We're very excited because we had such a good time doing our live show last time. But on top of that, they said, hey, you guys, you got 45 minutes. <laughs> and we all sat down very slowly and looked at each other and took a deep breath. And we said we have to be respectful of everyone's time. But we can only criticize others for not being respectful of our time. Oh, what, what a conundrum. <laughs> Do we have to be self-aware? And then I turned to dust. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually dead. So this is a ghost. Uh, it was tough. Uh, so we uh we brainstormed. We said, how can we do uh, another top quality live show in this time crunch? And we said, you know what? It's time to do it. We're going to do a special show all about new metal songs by non-new metal bands. Which when you say it out loud, I mean, just rolls off the tongue. It's just smooth. We'll find a, we'll find a cool title. It's real, yeah. real catchy. Real catchy. So uh, we are asking you, the Roach Riders and Indigo Angels, send us those songs that you want us to consider. Bands that in a moment decided, hey, let's try on these Jinkos. Let me put my hat on backwards and spit some rhymes and try a little new metal out. Maybe it's canon worthy. Maybe it's not. Send it over to us. Oh, Lauren, we have not talked about this. What's that? Is this going to be a song by song consideration for the canon yes oh it yes is. it is holy shit that's gonna be that's gonna be a f- it, uh, many canon talks and one up which yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have Reel to do in. our best we're gonna have to do our best to be concise <laughs> Five songs. That's all we need. All right. We need five songs, but certainly 
yeah, send them all in and we will we will consider five. So you can send them. You can post them in the comments of this episode on Facebook. Tweet at us on Twitter. Post on our Instagram. Send us a DM on Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send us those tracks and we will consider them live August 11th in front of a studio audience of beautiful people. Because that's all I saw at our last live show. That was a beautiful audience. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What else is going on? Let's talk festivals, you guys. Festival talk. Festival talk. talk. So there's Lollapalooza. Boo. Boo. Rothbury. Dorks. Ultra. No, thank you. But let's talk about the new hot festival, Self-Help Festival. (laughs) Now we're talking. Not dorks. September 29th. <laughs> it's a great tagline. Everybody will go now. Self-help, <laughs> not dorks. This is big, you guys. September 29th. Four years ago, this band played Michigan. Jenny Bloomer lost a tooth. That is correct. Limp Biscuit is back. Yeah, and I'm getting the fuck out of this country. That's right. I am going to be in London during this, but you should all go and keep your teeth. That's right. They will be playing uh, the Freedom Hill Amphitheater September 29th. Limp Bizkit back in Michigan. Four years later, they said, all right, enough time has passed. Jenny got new teeth. (laughs) Jenny's like, I'm not even risking it. No, I got to go. Skipping town. Going away. Uh, there'll be other bands there, but Limp Bizkit is the headliner, and that's the only one that I care about. Um, and uh, finally, speaking of big lo- events that we may or may not be at, let's talk about one we'll definitely be at, Rock and Pod Expo 2. Rock and Pod. August 25th. <laughs> at the Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be there. Head from Corn's going to be there. Discography Discussions podcast is going to be there. Talk to Me podcast is going to be there. Toby Wright's going to be there. Producer extraordinaire. I'm so excited to talk to Toby Wright. If he gives Roach Coach the time of day. Oh, oh man. I mean, I'm going to say hi to these guys so hard, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Hello, love your work, and then I'm out. Can we just visualize for a second how wonderfully awkward we're just going to stand around a person who's done something in their lives and go, thanks for coming, even though we had nothing to do with putting this on? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be like, means a lot. Means a lot. (laughs) I had nothing to do with this. Uh. It's uh, very exciting. Um, other people that will be there, members of Accept, Kick Tracy, Winger, and other bands. Now, I don't, my yes. understanding is at this festival, mm-hmm. there will yes. be vendors. Vendors, yes. vendors, vendors. Roach Riders, Indigo Angels, you know that if you can't make it to Nashville, Tennessee, the weekend of August 26th, I get you. I get you. I'm going to put things in hawk to get down there, baby. But I'm going to find a new metal a new metal treasure. 
at one of these vendors, and I'm going to give it to one of our listeners. That's a promise. Woo! A Matt Noss promise. It's a solid gold promise. If it is a headshot of head, signed by head, (laughs) that might be the the top of the heap. But I'm going to head headshot. A head headshot definitely would be top of the heap. But I'm going to try to find something unique for our Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. You know I want to come through for you. All right. All right. Well, that's that's a hyped up section right there. So lots to look forward to this summer. That's a hot summer right there. That's a hot summer. You know what else is hot? Who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? Who is? So we um we love to see Roach Riders rocking the Roach in the wild. If you are rocking the Roach, you're rocking your Roach Coach T out and about, send it to us. We love to see it. Listener Cameron sent us a picture of him. Looks like he's in the pit. And he said, I wore my shirt to a Tech Nine concert yesterday. And I said, That's right. Rock that roach in that Tech Nine pit. That's right. And Timothy John Henderson, we've got some fit riders here. Ooh, which yeah. are riders. Fit riders are inspiring me because I have been lazy as hell for about I'm a, a year. Tubby rider yeah. over here. Oh yes, Matt, you and I both tubby riders. Uh, I'm not saying it about you. I'm saying it about me. <laughs> I said it about myself, so it's now fair okay. game. Okay. Well, anyway, Timothy John Henderson, not a tubby rider. He's swole a rider. Swole rider. Yeah. He said, "Got in a solid run before work this morning. I made sure the whole neighborhood knew that I have." The new metal podcast they deserve. And then we've got a nice picture of him wearing his Roach Coach tee. And we've got a nice series of hashtags here that says, Lauren, thank you. <laughs> Jenny, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Timothy. And uh, Box Boron over on Twitter, he, uh, he posted, he did uh, an hour 54 in the Durham Coast Half Marathon. Wouldn't have done it without Roach Coach to listen to on my Wednesday training runs. Hashtag Metal Sprint. That's a, that's a great time. Yeah, that's a great time. And thank you. I'm glad that we were your accompaniment on that training. Uh, guys, we did a Moto Grader episode. Yep. And <laughs> we did do yep, that. We did do we that. Did and and it's funny we do episodes and um i mean i don't want to toot my own horn our own horn here but we tend to do episodes on bands and they get back together yes but have we ever done an episode and then the band completely breaks up <laughs> the band completely falls apart no this is the opposite uh i think this is the opposite end of our, <laughs> our yeah. action here if if it's a, I mean, there's a roach coach bump, and then there's the roach coach. I don't know, nuke bump, yeah. nuke, <laughs> nuke. <laughs> this was a roach coach nuke, because uh, uh, it turns out that mm. we did this motocrater episode, and it was literally, literally the next day. The next day, uh, we we got a a nice uh, Facebook post from Patrick that says. Uh, Everybody just quit Motigrator except Matthew Nuke Nunes. It would appear that every member of Motigrator has quit, leaving Matthew Nuke Nunes the only remaining member. The guitarist uh, had many issues in the past. It seems like it, it caught up with him. Uh, that's, I mean, the day after. <laughs> we were like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, whoa, that, that's insane. Um, 
Uh, I actually started following uh, Mr. Nunez on Instagram after this happened. He is confident that MotorGrader will continue. So, there we go. Uh, ben Rusky said, uh, quote, get me a large onion ring and the collected works of Nostradamus. <laughs> Great moment from the episode. All right. Gabriel, better known as Scribble, said, I'd rather put my baby in a toaster than listen to MotorGrader. Big ups on the album drop this week, Scribble. Yes. Ooh, Congrats. Very nice. Congrats. Congrats. Please don't put anything in a toaster other than bread <laughs> or waffles or a strudel. Uh, uh, Mike Newton uh, said, this album hasn't held up for me since it came out. I honestly think if Ivan Moody would have just disappeared after he left this band, this album would be fine. But the guy is literally one of the biggest douchebags in metal, and Five Finger Death Punch is the worst cookie-cutter metal band to ever hit the scene. How many albums have they put out? Like seven? And they all sound like one long song, and he is a shit front man that acts like the biggest Billy badass on the planet and carries a bat with him on stage. What? Is he what? Is he hitting, like, fly balls to center field while he's, like, doing these verses? You okay. never know. Um, I love also- the Billy badass. That, that <laughs> oh, made yeah. me smile. <laughs> ear to ear. Uh, it says he's also had some domestic abuse issues with females Ooh. in the past, which immediately discredits him. If this album was his only body of work, I could swallow it. But everything after this really tarnished what they made in Motor Grader. Anyway, really funny episode, guys. Very well done. I needed some good laughs, and you all delivered. And a solid review of an album that didn't belong anywhere close to the canon. Wow. Well, I'll say, Mike, you got him. <laughs> <laughs> that dude feels bad right now and he doesn't know why <laughs> somewhere a nuke is frowning <laughs> yeah well, how could you uh jake leach said i really hope new metal coach sticks around uh take us to butt rock city also here's my weekly can we get a maximum the hormone episode please patience my dear jake not patience. this week but <laughs> not this week <laughs> someday uh jason andrew goodman said uh a little dollar store dollar store drayman a bit of bargain bin maynard a dash of gently used slipknot roll it in the crumbs from a stale aaron lewis put it in a butt and bake it 350 degrees for around 45 (laughs) minutes until a toothpick comes out clean (laughs) some solid new metal baking uh all right Jax lawson says i'm still at the beginning of the episode but i 100 percent thought that june was going to be all papa roach episodes in the seconds after you mentioned father's day uh lauren and then <laughs> i think somebody from our podcast responded said lauren would love it but jenny would walk off the show um accurate <laughs> i think yeah i think it would push me to my my I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, if we were like to do like another uh, Papa Roach album, you'd be like, okay, one, but four in a row. Yeah, that would just be rude. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kelly said, "Huh, maybe I just love music with terrible writing." Laughing till he cries emoji. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, it's, it's not wholly true, but it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Tilbury says, "There's a few man-made things visible from space." The Great Wall of China, the Pyramids of Giza, and the everlasting dumpster fire that is this album. There it is. Once again, got him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Kelly rolled back in and he says, I haven't quite finished the ep yet, but I'm right before the last track and no mention of the eponymous custom instrument. And indeed, we did drop the ball. Motograder has an instrument in the band called a Motograder. 
designed with industrial cable and guitar pieces that create creates a unique bass sound. We did not talk about this. We did not mention it. Having this new information doesn't change anything, but it is interesting to know. Thank you very much, Jeff Kelly, for pointing it out. I agree. Uh, Nick Jones says this album is so strange. It's everything you think of as new metal, bro lyrics, heavy ripped into soft verses, but with butt rock choruses and gimmicks, body paint, homemade instruments, but it's truly garbage. This is the guy at the party who breaks the stereo doing some WWE move when everyone is chilling out because he just got there two hours later than everyone else did. Oh, jeez. Once again, got him. Got him. (laughs) You've been got. Ring, ring, hello. Got him. (laughs) Uh, Elric said, "Uh, you know that story of the guy who made a bot watch 1,000 hours of scrubs and made an automatic script? This felt like a bot listened to every mid-tier new metal song you guys listened to and made an album of it. Generic lyrics, nothing exciting, nothing that would have stuck out to me even at the peak of my new metal fandom. Say what you will about the Spineshank album, but it was trying all sorts of things. You weren't getting a Cyanide 2600 on this record. Sorry, Motograder, but the machine is staying out of the canon. He says, uh, going into the new metal headcanon, however, is Pig Venus logging onto song meanings and talking (laughs) shit. Maybe getting into a flame war with James Reitz and making 20 insults about the other's mental health. Man, that is a deep cut. Oh, yeah. Well, over on Twitter, Shmeev says, Talked a lot of shit but never lived up to it. May as well be Moody's motto. Five Finger Death Punch is basically the same band but faster and slightly less smooth boy. He's just an anger boy writing not great poetry, lucky to have a good voice and a damn good band backing him. Hmm. Uh, Box Boron said, I think someone took a shit in my ears. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Thankfully, you guys rescued things with some of the best patter yet. Hashtag, it's all coming up, Prowlar. Yeah, baby. All right. AC says, I haven't listened to this album since the album dropped. Wasn't good then. And time has done it no favors. Anyone else get strong Jonathan Davis vibes on prophecies? Hashtag, extra cheese. Hashtag, butt rock city. This song sucks. Jenny Bloomer, 2018. Old Jenny was on fire. And that I'll say, I got him too. <laughs> you did. Ring, ring. You got him. We all got him. <laughs> they broke up the next day. We <laughs> hadn't even released it yet. <laughs> Scorched earth. Yeah, I'm not a detective, but I believe that's pretty compelling evidence that and evidence that we got him it's a pretty convincing (laughs) edifice and evidence Uh, i should be the last person to ever make fun of no 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 i just burnt myself (laughs) um got him yeah and uh final comment of who's tweeting uh listener caleb we love him he said (laughs) he said you guys i think it's about time for another corn episode Issues is, in my opinion, their best album by far. Hashtag J-Devil. We indeed have not done a corn album since our last live show. Almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. No, no more a than a year, year ago. A year ago. Yeah. A little more than a year ago. Yeah. I think you might be onto something, Caleb. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Keep on tweeting. Keep on Facebook and Instagram. Carrier Pigeon. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for our album of the week. Nothing Face and their album, An Audio Guide to Everyday Atrocity. 
Jenny, when did this album come out? This album came out on September 22nd, 1998. Oh. That would be getting the party started. Getting the party started. We haven't had a getting the party started record in a while. Jenny, any history with, uh, just a recap of any history with Nothing Face and then any history with this album. Uh, No history with this album and uh, I had no history with this band previous to uh, it being suggested for the first album that we listened to. How about you? Uh, Same. I uh, no history with this album. The album art looks a little familiar, but that's about it. As I said before, Nothing Face seemed to be something that we'd heard referenced but never actually um, knew it was a band. Thought it was something else. Matt Nas? Yep. Uh, that first record that we listened to was my first exposure as well. Okay. Um, Jenny, who's in Nothing Face? All right. On this album, we have Matt Holt on vocals, Tom Maxwell on guitar, Bill Gall on bass and programming, and Chris Hoke on drums. Okay. Genre tags. A little interesting here. Genre tags for this one on Wikipedia. Alternative metal, heavy metal. There is no new metal tag on this album. So I guess we'll see whether or not this uh, has been mislabeled. Spawn soundtrack situation. Or... um, (laughs) I'll never forget. For those (laughs) deep in the coach. (laughs) Deep in the coach. Yeah, never forget the Spawn soundtrack. Producers on this album. Nothing Face produced it with Drew uh, Mazurek. Mazurek. Um, Do we know who Drew is? I don't know who Drew is. But I do know... Yes. This album was recorded at the Private Playboy Club in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, yeah, these boys are from D.C. So it's it's a quick trip. Quick up trip. To Baltimore. Quick trip up yeah. to Baltimore. Uh, looking up Drew, uh, looking up his credits on all music, um, he has produced uh, bands like Zao, Pessimist, Truth Be Told, Dog Fashion Disco, a band called Liquor Bike, a band called Godhead, a band called One Spot, which um, One Spot, I don't know if you guys know this, is the name of the dollar bin at Target. Oh. I did not know that. Yep. I've heard of Godhead, but that was it. Yep. So uh, that's his experience. It looks like he also produced a couple other Nothing Face albums. So it looks like he might be uh, their dude. Do we have anything else to add before we dive into this bad boy? I don't think so. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First tooth. First tooth. God, geez. All right. First track, Gold Tooth. Woo! 
say that's a pretty hot open. Hot open. That's a real hot open. Um, (laughs) Wow, baby, that's a hot open. (laughs) (laughs) The Vlasic Pickle Stork is here in in the new metal? (laughs) Wow, you never know. (laughs) Ah, Don't let the crunch fool (laughs) you. Wow. I knew there was something about that stork that I liked. That's right. <laughs> See you later forever. <laughs> no, not forever. Uh, I mean, I I felt like, I was like, is there anything more new metal than a chorus where the guy keeps yelling, take my shit over and over again? <laughs> Jenny, thought thoughts on uh, Goldtooth? Uh, I thought it was that hop, hot open. I was glad to hear it. Uh, there are only a couple comments on songmeanings.com. But I did love one of them mm-hmm. from Stained Fan Thirty Seven. They say, "Always my go-to song when I'm pissed and I don't really feel like getting arrested." <laughs> well, hey, good for you. I get it. Oh uh, yeah. I want to know uh, what the song is when you do feel like getting arrested. Ooh, what's your getting arrested song? What is your getting arrested, Jenny? If you were to get arrested to a song. And don't even limit yourself to new metal. Just any song. Any song at all. Yeah. Like you're like, I'll put this song and slap the cuffs on me. Oh, mm, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't let's, think I've never wanted to be arrested. Uh, let's throw it up to the Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. Hashtag arrested song. <laughs> Let us know what song you would get arrested to. All right. I'm excited to hear from everybody. Mine's um, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a good choice. Um, mine is also by the Dixie Chicks. It's not ready to make nice. And you better arrest me because I'm not ready to make nice. Well, mine so. is Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> Just you walking down the hall. Oh, yeah. Cups. Oh, I will be definitely twisting my hips back and forth. Just a switch in that walk. That's exactly right. Uh, I like that we all want to be arrested to pop country. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, mm. All right. Up next, we've got Grinning.
You both made a face during the chorus, and I don't know why, because I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, that's going to be a big ol' F word. Uh, the Oh, no. He's saying feminist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just get him, man. Take that. <laughs> you take that. Boys, uh, I'm just kidding. He's saying faggot, which is terrible. Uh, but so, from what I can gather, this song is about being bullied by jocks and them saying that to you. Mm-hmm. In that context, I get it because, as someone who was in high school in 1998, I and mean, was a jock, and I was the, I was on the tennis team. I wasn't <laughs> bullying anybody. <laughs> uh swish yeah i know uh that that was definitely something that like a like a bro would have like said to somebody so i guess i get it in the context of the song but you hate you hate to hear that Mm. Uh, i mean this looks like basically this is um nothing faces version of the song from the first corn album which was called faggot which you know, basically dealt with the same type of situation. And I think the the line with Jonathan Davis at the time was that it was like an attempt to like, I don't know, reclaim it or something like that. Um, this song is much more visceral. Yeah. I mean, not to say that corn one isn't. I mean, that corn one, I mean, Jonathan Davis is definitely in it 100%. But this one, this one seems to just be really doubling down on just the being beat up part very explicitly. Like we're kind of getting like a play-by-play and getting your ass beat um, on this track. This is a decent heavy riff, not as much chug as I expected. I felt like it was going to get into more chug and there was not as much chug. Medium chug, if you will. Yeah, I wasn't super feeling the smooth boys. I don't think they were bad, but... Yeah. In, in the chorus? Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> shocker. I I liked the song a lot. I I couldn't make out those lyrics by your faces. I could tell that there was something going on. This is strange, but it felt a little bit more alt to me, kind of Nirvana-y, which is an odd comparison that I don't know if it's right. Um, So I'm not going to, you know, die on that hill. It was just the first thing that I heard in my ears. I agree. I agree with the alt comparison because you... um... And also, I think also in stark comparison to the first song, right? Um, it's it's like immediately, oh, we're not as heavy now. But I I, I yeah. dug it. I thought it was great. Uh, two comments once again on songmeanings.com. People, uh, commenters on songmeanings.com probably think about their comments more than any commenters on the internet. You know, I feel like a lot of commenters on the internet, they hop on YouTube, they're like, this video sucks, blah, 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 and they Fire, walk away. forget. Exactly. Not song meanings. They put it down, and then they strew, stew on it for, what, three years, five years, ten years, as we've seen in the past? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come back, they make a correction. Sometimes they come back and admonish them pa- their past selves. In this case, we have Mr. Thunder comments on January 27, 2005. It seems to be about how destructive to society blind hatred can be, but from the point of view of the attackers who are oblivious to the destruction they are causing, the riffs are pretty cool too. Great headbanger song. Three years later, March, May 31st, 2008, Mr. Thunder returns. He says, my mistake. There is concert footage where Matt says that the song is about getting beaten up by other kids in high school and that this song is a big fuck you to every preppy 
and football player. I love the accountability. I love the accountability at songmeanings.com. My mistake, you guys. I own it. Yeah. I own it. My bad. I was I saw them in concert or I saw a video. I mean, I love that he saw that video and he was like, get me to a laptop. I got to fix this. Yeah. I got to make this right. I goofed. Respectful commenting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Up next, we've got so few. on so few uh this was not one of my faves uh it's just not for me it was a little bit too of like a mid-tempo i don't know the the, this kind of song isn't really my kind of song Mm. it's fine he's got a good voice the band sounds good uh but i didn't really like it very much Mm -hmm. what do you think um i thought it had a pretty hot riff up top and then it goes into tool town um and we kind of get this sort of herky-jerky like almost like a stop start riff going on but then we go into the chorus and that's a straight up like alt rock chorus once again almost i mean i got like sort of like fuel vibes off of it like no shots but just saying like that was like the first band that came to mind what the song's about i was like running between like are we in bad relationship territory are we talking about like an addiction something like that you know, certainly both new metalish topics, but the song itself seemed to be like on the line of just becoming like an alt rock song. Matt Nas, I I dug it, so I, I'm not feeling the new per se. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I you know I think right now my ears are still tuned to the Papas. Ah, the verses on this song to to me. At moments, gave me that whisper of helmet. Yeah, just a whisper, uh-huh. just a whisper. Uh, and then we had a very alt rocky uh, chorus, which I love. I loved it. Um, I don't think it's the new metal I'm looking for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I landed with the song. Yeah this this album in general 
um, where like their first the first album of theirs that we listened to gave us a little bit more of like the corn vibe, at least when like the comparisons it drew. Um, this one in the reviews that they got was compared more to like Clutch, Helmet, Pantera type stuff. And there there are things like later that happen in the album that I could definitely hear the Pantera in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree with the take that this is more alt than new so far. Mm, uh, seven meanings on uh, sorry, seven comments on songmeanings.com. Did you have any favorites, Jenny, on this one? No, I didn't have any favorites. I'm gonna let okay. you take that that one over. Okay, commenter Reaper, of course spelled with two E's, no A. This song just I'm sorry, this is in all caps. So imagine I'm not gonna scream it, but imagine it being screamed. This song just kicks so much ass. It, to me, is about changing and what goes on in the process. Nothing face our gods in my small, meaningless world. You guys, is this the first time that a band has been referred to as gods? It can't mm, cannot be. be. Okay. We just haven't been keeping track. We, we've been keeping track of geniuses, but we haven't been keeping track of gods. I feel like Draymond's been called a god... I'm positive that Jonathan Davis has been called a god. And we all know that Mike Patton is the sex. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. I don't know. I'll have to think back to if anybody had been called gods before. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, here's the thing, though. Draymond's a multi-hyphenate. He's a genius. He's a god. He's a performer. And so much more. And he's an artist. Yes. So... All right, next up, what do we got? Villains. one takes me in a lot of different directions um i'm feeling that first we get that pantera vibe that you were talking about um but then we get into that chorus once again smoothing out very alt but the verses are so heavy like it's just i wrote that this thing has i don't think i've ever said this before this thing's got a wallop a nice wallop to it you know <laughs> Ooh, a wallop a wallop yeah. Um the verses are frankly amazing. Like I love these verses. This is what I what I pay my money for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um what'd you think of this one, Jenny? Uh I liked it. I you know, still not a fan of the Smooth Boy chorus, but I liked the verses quite a bit. 
I thought it was good. Um, I also liked, I don't know, it didn't feel cheesy the way that it would be very easy for a song like this to feel cheesy from many other bands that we listen to. Mm -hmm. Uh, This felt sincere. I feel like his vocal delivery uh, keeps me with it. Uh, Apparently, Mm -hmm. it's about uh, TV evangelicals. Oh, okay. So, um, but it's not like that, like, uh, that kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the attitude, but just like the, like, whatever, God is fake. So what? Like that type of thing. (laughs) It doesn't have any of that. It's like anger and confusion and sadness and like, just, I don't know. I think it, it comes across really well in this. I agree. Yeah. He's definitely coming from a very like deep visceral place that feels um, I I think he's following a Ross rule. You know, he's singing things that he uh, 100 percent believes in with intensity. Um, I have I wrote down my favorite lyric. Grab your face and rub it in my shit. So face it and fix it because, bitch, you got all day. You got all day. You got all day. I mean, he's upset. So what I was thinking of during this song is the first record. And if I remember it correctly, it is incredibly personal. And it is his journey through recovery from abuse um, into this record, which seems to be sonically different. Um, His messages are not so much of his own pain right now or just a different aspect of his life story Mm -hmm. he seems to have moved this is so fucking flippant he seems to have put that on the last record and let it live there and he's going to new experiences in this record that doesn't sound flippant that actually sounds like a good explanation um so i like this new direction i like where this band is it because it doesn't sound like a a corn knockoff I don't know if this is new, but I, I, I'm digging these songs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is new either. New yeah, meaning N-U. N-U I'm yeah. guessing if N-U. you're listening to this, you know what we're saying, but I don't know how much we've done that before. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to start throwing around new. No, it makes complete sense and works. I was just like, just for clarification's sake. But yeah, I agree. I'm not getting a ton of new metal from this, but I do like it. I mean, they're still a very good band. Absolutely. Yeah. That seems to have only gotten tighter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Sleeper. Come out. It's nice to see you again. It's good to see you. Oh, Except I see you every day. No, I know. I know. Come on, push his baby. No, I know. Go back to the garage whenever you're ready. It's hot out. Look, it's, uh, I would, but I got accosted by a, a robin the last time I was in there. That is fair. Robins are aggressive. They're aggressive. This guy sounds sad, baby. 
Yeah, he's got some stuff going on. Alright, we'll see you later. Alright, bye. Placement for a moody boy. Smack dab in the middle of the record. I got major Corey Taylor vibes from those vocals, which is interesting because this is pre Corey Taylor. Because um, first Slipknot record is '99, so I mean the first you know major label one. Uh, I you know didn't love it, didn't hate it. Jenny thoughts on this one? Uh, basically the same. Very moody was my note. Uh, yeah, it's just an extreme moody boy. <laughs> And I suppose that's loud. I like this band. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, sad that yeah. I probably won't listen to it again, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. terrible. Yeah, it has. I mean, it, it gets heavy in like the last, like, I think like 45 seconds. They have like one of those heavy drops, um, which I was like, okay, cool. But I didn't think it was necessary. Not to say that it's bad for the song, but like if they had just decided to do a full on Moody Boy, it, it would have been fine. I wouldn't have been like upset about that either. Um, Matt Nas? Yeah, definitely well sequenced in the record. Makes a lot of sense here. Um, sonically, uh, it is much more in that, I don't know, like it's, it's not an Aaron Lewis thing. I got a stained vibe. Yeah, like, it, but it, it's in, it's in that area. Yeah, but I got, a, I got a cold vibe too. Uh, Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> I've got to go. Uh, sorry, cold fans. No, I. Well, yeah, I guess I'm sorry, but uh, no, I agree with you. It definitely lives in that world. But I think that this band has just built up so much like goodwill that it doesn't. I'm not like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, because it's the like, first time we've heard this on this album. I didn't want to turn it off, which is where my heart is every time I hear. Uh, stained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart's on the off switch every time. My heart is on the off. It's been uh, up. Turn it off. Um, what do you guys think this song is about? I don't know. So we've got some people in songmeetings.com. Murder seems to be the general guess. Um, my favorite comment from Goddamn with three Ds. No N. Says, I imagine this being about a murderer going in for the kill late at night and having second regret slash feeling remorse. The person that's being murdered could be an ex-lover, family member, or anyone, really. <laughs> that's nice. Open to all. <laughs> anyone? This, mur- this is an open opportunity <laughs> murder. Yeah. <laughs> Young and old. All genders and races. You could. It could be you. It could be you. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. It's called Breathe Out. Breathe out. 
Queen of the Damned vibes. Right. <laughs> right now, the, now the pit is a little This song feels new metal to me. It's definitely leaning a little bit to alt, but it feels new. And then also, um, I really get a Queen of the Dam soundtrack vibe from the the programming or keyboards or whatever it is that we're hearing in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, this one I wrote, this has got a hot drop. I wrote, here we go in my notes when that riff came in. And and that's when I knew. And then I mean, he's he keeps saying that uh, "keep it up, kid" line uh, at one point. That I I like that a lot. Uh, I wrote my notes at the time that I was doing notes. I said, "Is this the best song in the album? Maybe it's, it's a real hot one." Um, best I could guess from what the song's about is uh, either something with addiction. A commenter on songmeanings.com, KC8484, says this song is about holding a grudge. Matt Nas? I really like this one. I he, I need to put a name on that thing that new metal bands and new metal songs do that this song does, where it's rocking, 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 and then it drops to like that. Like, I need to name that. Because that is <laughs> a very, it drives me a little crazy. It's, right. not my, it's not my favorite thing in the world. They've done it quite a bit in this album. Um, we need to name that. But I, I don't know what it's called. This isn't what it's called, but this is what it reminds me of. I'm always afraid that it's the, the descent into butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we should call it, but when I hear it, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, are we going into butt right now? Uh, is it the descent into butt? I don't know, but there is something. I think they pull themselves out of it way fast. <laughs> they definitely honestly. pull themselves out. Wait, of is it a, wait, guys, guys, is it a butt dive? Butt dive. It could be oh! the butt dive. I think that's Lauren, it. put yourself <laughs> in the winner's circle because you got yourself a name. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> The butt dive. The butt dive. That is, that is now Roach Coach Cannon. That's a butt dive. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Uh, okay. Up next, we've got Error and Excellence. I'm cold 
destroyed. So this, I wrote in my notes, is just a hair away from Brian actually really heavy. And I think what it is, did I say Breen instead yes, of Bean? Yeah, and you know what? I didn't make fun of you out loud. <laughs> you both made a face, and I was like, what did I say? Oh, Brienne of Tarth. Brienne? Yes, Brienne of Tarth uh, being Edivance. really heavy. Edivance. <laughs> Um, but what, uh, it, it sounded like, um, not just an alt rock riff, but like a DeLeo brothers talking about pilots riff yeah. with just more distortion on top of it to make it heavier. And then once it goes into the verses, you're like, oh, this is alt. So then we're, yeah, we're once again, no test, no, uh, no touch of the new, just more of like an alt vibe. Don't Allenson chains me, bro. Yeah, it was definitely getting close to that. Uh, I thought it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I know. The most interesting thing that you could possibly say. How respectful <laughs> of our time is this album? Oh, Matt. I know. It's, I'm it's already in so love with it. so respectful of our time. Nine tracks. 37 minutes, 56 seconds. Come on. We could listen to this again and try new comments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right. Next up. Oh, I should mention this before we get into the next song. This seems to be a divorce song. And I wrote in my notes that this is, I mean, we're having a good time. It's rocking. This is an incredibly sad album, like content wise. Mm-hmm. Like this album is a bummer. It's it's strange because the last album, the last Nothing, nothing Face record, which was Pacifier. Uh, Pacifier made me feel it Mm -hmm. like i felt how much of a bummer that record was this album not so much like the lyrics can wash over you on this record Mm -hmm. you can look them up you can see what they are you can see the pain yeah but like they 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 i don't know how to say that they let you be oblivious to it yeah you want to be yeah, I, I agree. I think kind of one of the things about this album that's slightly ironic is that like for all the, the songs that are about like people who were like bros and like shitty to him or whatever, this I could totally imagine those same people listening to and just being like, dude, yeah, turn on. Do I mean, another rip. Not all the songs, but certainly the the things that are more moody or slow boys. I could see those guys listening to. They're on the, the bus coming back from the game didn't perform their best dad's gonna be pissed because he was a great ball player <laughs> they're just like put on this nothing face song yeah and he's like damn it no you turd <laughs> <laughs> classic classic turd yeah classic, classic turd. turd um all right then uh next up i diablo Yeah! 
Jenny Bloomer, thoughts on iDiablo? Um, to be honest, I wasn't feeling it too much. I liked the top. Uh, this, I don't know if it's an alty boy. It's not quite a smooth boy. It's a moody boy. I just, I don't know. I think I've had enough of that in this album. Mm. Uh, I think you and I are suffering from this. It's not taking us there. No. It's like not, it's not strong enough to push it over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, there's something missing and I don't know what it is because musically this band is killer. It feels like they were all playing darts the whole time they recorded this album. By which I mean It's all over the place. It's it's not it's not just that. It's like this song feels phoned in. Some of it feels a little phoned in. It's like you're definitely good enough to do great. And these songs are good, but because I know that you can make great songs. This feels just like a little bit phoned in might be too strong, but I'm not getting that same like this one song meanings.com. The only comment that just says a mob boss. I don't think that's so. I think that this is maybe again, sort of one of those like questioning your religion songs just based on the lyrics, mm-hmm. but it, it just, I don't, I'm just not, I'm just not fully feeling it. But kind of like coming off of the first song on this record, mm-hmm. it's such a ripper. It's such like a punch in the face right out the gate. Then they just kind of go into these maudlin. Like they don't. I'm, it was that one song in the middle, which right. I which I really, really liked. And I've, I've liked all of these songs, but they're not. None of them are taking me over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I mean the, the main thing is that the first track is basically all screams, which sets sets the tone for you that you're like, oh, I know what this record's gonna be, and then they almost immediately table the screams for largely smooth boys, and then you get little bits off and on, get some hot riffs, but it's smooth boy, smooth boy, smooth boy for just about the rest of it, and yeah. I think the thing that Jenny is hearing on this song, which you feel is phoned in. This song to me fa- feels very swaggery, like that that guitar, that that guitar, like feels very like cocky, like like this is the song where we're just gonna sort of like casually crush it a little bit. And to me, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. I was I was on board for that, but I could see how you could be like, what What are you guys doing? Like now's not the time to rest on your laurels. Like punch it up really go for it and um so i get that but i i I was into this one i i I thought the song was pretty badass but i can see i can see where your complaint comes from well i'm sorry that i shit all over the song that you thought was badass it's okay i know it's not the first time (laughs) it won't be the last no it's okay uh all right mixed opinions on i diablo we got one song left it's called the sick Thank <laughs> you. 
Um, Jenny, thoughts on the sick? Um, so I, I think I like it enough. I like you told me not to lie. Um, it gives me that loud, quiet, loud that I uh, have come to expect from new metal. This is tough because sometimes when we do albums that are like borderline new metal, it's hard to distinguish between like, um, do I like this song and is this a new metal song? Mm-hmm. And this one sort of gave me that in a way that normally is the opposite because this one was like, I think this song is okay. Um, but I think then because it gave me more of a new metal vibe than some of the other songs, I was like, oh, well, this should go in the canon. And then I was like, well, is it just a new metal song on an album that's otherwise not new metal? So I'm surprised by it and think it should go in. <laughs> so I have a lot of mixed feelings on the sick. Uh, if we're just evaluating it as a song, I think it's pretty good. Uh, canon wise, I don't know. Lauren? Um, I thought it had a uh, plenty of aggressive chorus, um, but it has a guitar solo at two fifty five, which is a decidedly unnew metal thing to do. Agreed. Um, I thought it was an okay rocker, but for me, I was I very much enjoyed I Diablo, and so coming off of I Diablo, I, I didn't like this one as much. I was a little surprised that this was the closer, as opposed to I Diablo or a slow song, frankly. Um, this one struck me. This sounds like a penultimate track more than a last track to me. Um, Menas? I don't think I have anything extra to add. I'm kind of with Jenny. I'm, Jenny and I are aligned on nothing face. Well, then I guess it's that time of the episode, you guys. Cannon Ma- talk. That's it. <laughs> Cannon talk. Uh, I'll start. Good. Uh, overall, <laughs> uh, overall uh, this is a good album. There's a few big standouts. Activates the pit. Certainly aggressive. Is it new metal? Arguably, I would say, I would say, Wikipedia, accurate. This isn't really a new metal record. It's alt metal. I don't even know if the heavy metal thing, but the alt metal thing. I'd I'd actually change the tag to alt metal, alt rock. I think that would be a more accurate take on this record. I do feel that Gold Tooth, the first song, is new metal as fuck. But I'd say the rest of the record kind of isn't new metal. So if we were to consider anything for the canon, I would consider Gold Tooth. Jenny. Uh, The two that I was thinking, I agree with what you said, that it is mostly alt metal, probably alt rock. Um, the two that stood out to me as songs that were new metal would be Gold Tooth and Breathe Out. Uh, Breathe Out for the Queen to the Dam, Queen of the Damned, like little booby mm-hmm. boys. But I am not super strong on that going in the canon. I think that that is another case in which I was just like, oh, this one's new metal. Mm-hmm. So then I added in, but Gold Tooth, I would for sure be good with putting in. Matt. I was in the same, you and me are completely aligned on this we one. We are in the same boat. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm in for Gold Tooth. I liked Breathe Out as well. It definitely gave me that, that Queen of the Damned. You said it. I heard it. I agreed. Uh, but I would not be hurt if we skipped that one and just went straight for Gold Tooth. Um, you know what? I don't, um, I had written down Breathe Out when I was doing my notes. 
and then kind of second guess myself and crossed it out. But you guys are all saying breathe out. So I think, and also the Queen of the Damned connection, you guys. When Lestat the, shows Queen up. Of the, the Queen of the Damned movies in the canon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Somehow so, <laughs> that movie is in this canon. The entire movie's in the canon. I'll defend that until the day I die. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> no butt dives <laughs> necessary. Nope. Um, I would say, yeah. Then, um, yeah, I'd say gold tooth and breathe out. Done. Done. All right. Nothing face. Welcome back to the canon with breathe out and gold tooth. Um, and that does bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for Thank you, Ben, for the prodding to do more nothing face. You were right. We were wrong. We did it. We feel great. Before we go, I think it's important that we do talk about the Juggalo Hundo. Juggalo Hundo. 100. Um, we've been doing the Juggalo Hundo now for, last I checked, 15 years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years we've been doing it. Or we maybe actually it just started this exactly when the Juggalo Brothers came out. <laughs> oh, perfect. So uh, we've been doing this for a long time. The goal is to get 100 reviews on iTunes. We had a bit of a setback for a while. Some reviews got deleted. Wow. And it, we just sort of were just hanging there. And we said, you know what? Things will happen when they happen. Well, some things happened. We are now up to 87 reviews on iTunes. Lauren, I did the math before we got here. Oh, okay. That's 87%. Have we ever been this close? No, we have not. (laughs) All right. 13. 13. I know with all of our Indigo Angels and Roach Riders... They got to know 13 people. So I know personally yes. that there are Roach Riders out there and Indigo Angels that are like, Jenny, Lauren, Matt, we've done our due diligence. What more do you ask of us? What more could you ask of us? Here is our simple ask. <laughs> if you've already done the review, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please... If it's in your heart, tell one person you know about this show. Just one. Tell them, tell them about Prowlar. Tell them about Smooth Mike. <laughs> tell them about a butt dive. Tell them about the craziest show about new metal that you've ever listened to. One person in your life. And maybe they'll join on. They'll become a roach rider. They'll be your indigo angel. And then you know what happens next. The Juggalo Hundo. That's right. We talk about ICP. <laughs> well, that was really emotional to talk about ICP. I love that. That was, I got inspired. I was like, I can't wait to tell people I about know. this show. I was about to hand you my jersey. <laughs> Ducks fly together. Oh, man. So, yeah. 13 away. We are 13 away from the Juggalo Hundo. We will do a special ICP episode. We will wear jerseys. We will wear face paint. We will review every single fucking song on ICP's <laughs> The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Yes. We will. Yes. We will. And All right. at yes. the end of it, we are giving away uh, a jersey. That's uh, That is a... 
the Jekyll Brothers hockey jersey is a prize that we'll give away once that episode has come to fruition. There we go. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And keep on sharing the show on Instagram and Facebook. And like I said, print it out. Show it to someone on the street. They will appreciate it. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye. 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 Still love it loud? So do we. Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville on Saturday, August 25th. Over 25 rock podcasts from all over North America. Recording on-site. Vinyl and memorabilia dealers selling the best in rock merchandise. And awesome rock musicians and personalities participating in signing sessions and on-stage panel discussions throughout the day. Special guests include current and former members of Korn, Kiss, Angel, Winger, Loudness, Except, Bang Tango. Kick Tracy, as well as producers that have worked with Slayer, Ozzy, Alice Cooper, Seven Dust, and many more. More guests being added weekly. Don't miss your chance to be part of an awesome celebration of all things rock. Rock and Pod takes place at the legendary Nashville Palace, August 25th, 2018. More details available at rockandpod.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-P-O-D.com. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Brought to you by Blind Tiger Record Club. School of Rock Nashville and School of Rock Franklin, a DBG Productions event.